Hey, there's some some dude from Washington. Love the show. <laughs> keep keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm the whack man. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like some 70s rocker there. Like Grand Funk Railroad or something. I was trying to be like a 70s crazy DJ. Yeah, yeah, like like Wolfman Jack or something. Wolfman Jack, speaking yes. Of, uh, speaking Wolfman of, Steen. <laughs> speaking of Wolfman Jack, um, how was your Halloween there, Wacker? Did you end up uh, stooping any single moms? No. You can't, it's hard to tell. Which ones are single and which ones aren't. And then at the end of the night, then it's just like teenagers who don't even have costumes on. They're just like, give me some candy, motherfucker. Did you get uh did you have trick-or-treaters? Oh, yes. Did anyone do any tricks? Or were you sitting no. outside with your gun just waiting? No, no tricks. <laughs> did you end up dressing up as the uh, snake charmer? No, the trousers no. Suit? You didn't even no, dress didn't up at dress all? Up. <laughs> Not at all. Dude. I wore my... I wore my I have a T-shirt that you actually gave me many moons ago in my country. Which one? Uh, it's a. It's got a skeleton on it. <laughs> it says "Gonna Getcha." <laughs> remember even, that one? I don't even remember. I remember. That you I, saw it. You'd remember it. It's pretty crazy and and uh, just you, subpar. Do you remember that shirt my brother gave me, and I think I ended up giving you called that uh, "Jesus is Coming"? Are you gonna spit or swallow? Yeah, I don't remember where that shirt is, though. I think I threw it out, because you really can't wear it anywhere. You, you can't wear that anywhere, but you did. You did wear that around. I, rem- I remember that. I would that. wear it around once in a while. That was back when I was more of an in-your-face, rebel-without-a-cause type. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not that person anymore. Now, now you just rant on the internet anonymously. Anonymously somewhat. through the tubes. <laughs> That's why I don't need to wear that t-shirt anymore. <laughs> So I, on the other hand, get into Halloween. You know, it's, we had a we had a party here. I ended up dressing up as uh, as Ash from the Evil Dead series. Yeah, I saw the photo. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I poured a lot of blood on myself. I, I posted photos there on um, on uh, yeah, Facebook. But then Halloween night, we had a party over the weekend. But it was kind of like a three day thing. You know, it, by by Halloween, which was on Monday, everyone was just kind of tired. It was just like, really, we got to do this again. But Monday we ended, we ended up going to see um, Danzig over at uh, the Universal Amphitheater, Universal Studios, which is so odd that he even played there. But yeah. um, I gotta say, he lives a, in your area, right? He lives in Los Feliz. Now he lives in uh, the Hollywood Hills now, and the only reason I know changed. this is because I was reading in the LA Weekly that I guess like in two thousand four, two thousand five, he did a another Halloween show at the same place. It's called the Universal Studios Amphitheater then. Now it's called the Gibson Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And that day, some guy tried to drive his car through Danzig's front gate. Danzig uh-huh. flipped out, and he called uh, his security. And <laughs> this might be an urban myth, but whatever. It was printed in the LA Weekly last week. 
his uh, security guy tackled the dude and tried to like hold him down, but the guy got away, but he had his backpack. And he opened up this dude's backpack, and there was a diary in there that just said, uh-huh. kill Danzig, kill Danzig on every page. And then there was a stack <laughs> of porno mags, and Danzig's face was glued on the men and the women of every person in that porno mag. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is what was printed in the LA Weekly. This is like, this is like a bad... Halloween scary story. <laughs> I, I, I think that dude had a really bad fetish. Halloween, like a dancing fetish that the only way to 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 uh, resolve that fetish and, and be able to jerk off to like a normal hustler is yes. to kill Danzig. I would do it. <laughs> That's what it took. I guess Danzig refuses to talk about that at all. In any interview, he'll walk away, shut the, cut the interview short if you ever bring that up. Ugh. <sighs> But I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> a, isn't he a big cock? I mean, like, isn't he, like, think he's the shit? You know, I've he's seen... the size of a Smurf. I've seen him several times. Yeah, no, he's, like, wider. He's like a chode. He's shaped like a chode. He's wider than right. he is tall. And is I've, he fat now? Uh, yeah, you know, I was kind of far in the back. I couldn't really see. But, yeah, he looks like he's... <laughs> he's but he's, like, in his 50s. I mean, he looks he's pretty good. He's not Marilyn Manson fat. No, but he looks pretty good. He looks like he's in good yeah. physical shape for his age. Nice job, Glenn. <laughs> but um, I've seen him in the past. I've seen him like five or six times. I remember one time I saw him on Halloween in uh, Michigan at the State Theater for $6.66, and he did six songs. Just a dick. Mm. Didn't even do Misfits Halloween. And, Not a uh, dollar a song, though. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. Six six bucks. And I saw him last uh, last year at the Regency in San Francisco, and he uh, like cut the set short because he was like, sounds like shit in here. We're going to do two more songs. He walks off stage. It's just a dick. This time, though, he was doing the Danzig Legacy Tour. So he did Danzig, Sam Hain, and then the Misfits. And he was super into it. And I, it was a great show. Why, he, what do you think changed? I have no idea. He, you know what was, what was interesting about it, too, is he said, you know, this is the only time he's ever going to do any, any Misfits songs. He's like, so you got to see three shows. This is it. And I'm never gonna do these songs again. But I don't know. Here do you think Dan- he started taking Gleaminex or something? <laughs> I don't know if he was on Prozac or whatever, Danzac. <laughs> it must be something like that. He was in a good mood. He was super into it, and he yeah, he did like a half hour set of uh, Misfit songs. So not yeah. not to get on a tangent or anything, but you know who I'm missing tonight in order to do to record this podcast, and I hope people fucking appreciate it. Uh, Crosby, Sills, Nash. Weird Al Yankovic is playing in downtown Oakland. Oh, my God. Wackerly. That's quite a sacrifice. I know. Quite a sacrifice. I'm I doing loved, it for the fans. I would love to see, you know, Weird Al should do a Danzig parody of Mother called, you know, Brother or something. I don't know. He, he I'm should surprised do, he hasn't. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't either because you think there's so much to parody there. Maybe it's a B-side or something that you just we just don't know about. Anyway, it was it was a good Halloween, all in all. Had a good time. We didn't get a single trick or treater, which was nice. So I got to keep all the candy that we bought. But what's what's what? I don't know. Kind of annoys me about Halloween. Is that I love Halloween. I look forward to it every year. It's my favorite holiday. Not to sound cliche, but what annoys me about Halloween is November first, because then all of a sudden that's the official start date of the holiday season. Now we're in full holiday season. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving's a couple weeks away. Then Christmas and, and all the Christmas shit that you got to deal with and Hanukkah and all you that bullshit. You got to get the sick and wrong menorah down out of storage and light up those candles. And, and fucking, uh, I got to get a Christmas tree now that I live with a Gentile. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the whole holiday season kind of annoys me. And I don't know, Thanksgiving, like, I don't mind Thanksgiving. 
I used to hate it as a vegetarian, but now now I kind of you know, well, it's kind of fun to have the day off and eat like yes. a gluttonous pig. Whoever invented the tofurkey has really turned that holiday around for you. Definitely. I mean, it, it completely reinvented it. Because I remember back in the day, it was just mashed potatoes and yams. Now I get a <laughs> tofurkey. It's great. But there's nothing more American than stuffing our faces with food and mm. watching football. And oh, this yes. year. And, and true every football. Year, not that shitty European football. No, nah, this football. is like true American football. And every the gridiron. Year, you know, and every year for us, it's it's you know it's my favorite team. Growing up in Michigan, my favorite team is the Detroit Lions. Always back them. They've they've been one of the worst teams in the NFL for so long, but they've always yes. been my favorite. Every year on Thanksgiving, they play the Thanksgiving game, and so this year they're playing uh, the the Green Bay Packers, who I think are I think I, I think they they they're currently unbeaten. I think I'm, I'm not quite sure what their record is, but. The Lions oh, yeah. are having a winning season for the first time in like what fifteen years. They're doing way better than they've done in in you know drunken memory, <laughs> which doesn't go back that far, but it goes back kind of far. I can't, I can't even remember you know the last time the Lions had a winning season. So far. I remember when Barry Sanders played for them. They weren't having winning seasons, but they would make good plays once in a while and win. You know, like so, the games would be exciting. But even but since he's left till now. They haven't even been exciting. They've Did, just been kind of bad, right? Well, a couple of years ago, they had a winless season. Do you remember that? They lost every single game. I do remember that. Yeah, that was like two years ago. So now... I don't, I, I don't remember the season ending. I remember... I remember thinking, like, are they going to not win a single game? And did, so that happened. Huh? Yeah, they, 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 they were the only NFL team in history never to have a season where they did not win a single game. Good God. Yeah, it was terrible. So now... You know, every Michigan Lions fan, you know, every Detroit Lions fan is stoked because the Lions are doing really well this year. And so they're playing the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving. So you, you, you ask me, why is there a controversy then? Don't you think everybody would be like, this is going to be a great game? Yeah, However, because cause you have to, they're, like you were saying, they're the only team who ever plays on Thanksgiving. So even if you're not a fan, you have to watch them. And usually they suck. So it's just kind of like, why is there this shitty game on on this day of food and couch sitting. But this year, it'll be cool. It's going to be a great game. And so that's yeah. why you'd think everybody would be really excited. Well, actually, as a matter of fact, there's controversy surrounding this game. And the controversy surrounds the choice of musical act that's playing during the halftime show. As it so often does? No, oh, yeah. it never does. Why? So there's some big thing going on? There? It's, it's tentative. It's not official. The Canadian rock band Nickelback has been chosen to play the halftime show. This is an outrage! <laughs> NFL spokesman Greg Aiello told the Detroit Free Press that they they haven't an officially announced this year's Thanksgiving halftime show, but they will make the choice soon. Uh, word got out that it's going to be Nickelback. And um, if Nickelback is officially booked, there's no chance the band will be ousted, said one official involving the game. Now, you can't blame the Lions for this. Because the Lions organization is not involved with, with the halftime show. It's coordinated Even by the it's NFL. At, it's, it's at their stadium and they have no choice. Yeah, it's coordinated by the league, United Way, and a California production firm. Those bastards! But, you know, but I can understand why people are upset. First of all, Nickelback, well, beyond the fact that Nickelback sucks, Nickelback's a Canadian band. <laughs> They're not even from the U.S. And the fact of the matter is, Detroit has such a rich, storied musical history. 
Yes. You know, I mean, Motown originated in Detroit. Punk rock originated in Detroit. With Iggy Lots of good garage bands. Garage band, uh, the White Stripes. Like, garage rock came from Detroit. Radio Birdman, get those guys back together. So the question is, why would anyone choose a mediocre pub rock band from Canada to play the Thanksgiving, the hallowed Thanksgiving Day game? Yes. I don't know. You know, we're li- you know there's one former Sick and Wrong fan who's sitting in her room with her Nickelback posters on her wall and her Nickelback t-shirt on and her Nickelback bedspread who's right now unsubscribing to Sick and Wrong. <laughs> you know, I, to... I love Nickelback. I can't wait to see them on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wackily, what do you get if you stick a penny in uh, each of the five assholes of the members of uh, Smash Mouth? I have no idea what. A Nickelback. <laughs> I stole that from Neil Hamburger. I got it. Smash Mouth isn't even a pub band. They're, Smash Mouth is a commercial, like is like an advertisement band. Yeah, they're a commercial rock band. But seriously, Nickelback's one step below that. I mean, they, they're I, almost I, I, there. You're right. I would rather watch that fat guy from Smash Mouth waddle around stage than watch Nickelback. So there have been several online petitions to dislodge Nickelback from the Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game. Where do I sign? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see in a second. So uh, I, read, I read this, and I read this online. A University of Michigan student and major Lions fan, Dennis Gutman, uh, started a petition at change.org. It's called Replace Nickelback as the Halftime Show for the Thanksgiving Game. I sent the guy a note, and I was like, hey, you know, come on sick and wrong, and, and let's talk about this. First of all, you and I are both University of Michigan graduates, and you and I are both complete haters of Nickelback. Yes. So I figure um, I completely support this guy's cause. Let's give him a call and find out why he uh, and how he started this petition. Hello. Hey, man, it's uh, Dean Lance calling you from uh, Sick and Wrong. Thanks Hello. For being, thanks for being on the show. Um, by the way, let me, uh, before we get started here, express my condolences for the tough loss the Wolverines had yesterday against Iowa. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's a little rough, but... You know, it happens. I think it was a catch at the end, but... Yeah, oh well. but, uh, yeah, no, it's... It always comes down to the last seconds, it seems like, a lot of these games. I yeah, know. they've been pretty close, but... Yeah, they're all... I don't know, the refs, refs weren't having it yesterday. Anyway, go blue. And, Michi- and uh, Michigan field hockey had a really close loss today, too. Field hockey? I didn't even know there was a field hockey team. Yep, shout out to my little sister, Emmy. She's on the field hockey team. They just... Lost the Big Ten tournament championship today against Penn State, but Man. they got the NCAA tournament coming up, so hopefully they'll get some redemption. And we'll see what happens. So we were talking about your uh, online petition that you started to uh, dislodge Nickelback from the Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game. Um, first of oh, all, I thought, I thought you just wanted to chat talk about Michigan about sports. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're just I'm calling a celebrity you now, right? <laughs> yeah, more or less. I mean, uh, you, quite a few people have responded to the petition, so you're kind of famous now. So, first of all, are you yep. going to the game? Yes, I am. You got tickets? Got, nice. Got tickets with a few of my friends. Um, I'm really excited about going. Yeah, it's at Ford Field. I've actually never been there. Last time, uh, last time I went to a Lions game is a Silverdome years ago. Um, yeah, Ford Field's really nice. Much nicer and than the Silverdome? I think it's nicer than the Silverdome. And Lions have won every game that I've been to so far. 
How many how many games you been to this year? This year, none. I I'm I'm a poor college student. I can't afford to go to games all the time. And you know, when when you go to one for a year and find out Nickelback's the halftime show, you get a little bit upset. <laughs> well, that's what we we're talking about. The reason this game is such a big deal is the Lions are doing awesome this year, and you know they're playing Green Bay. It's going to be a huge game. And why the fuck would they choose Nickelback to play the halftime show? I, mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I I have no idea who would have made that decision. I know they have an album coming up right around the game day, so I'm sure it's the music industry pushing it and NFL going with it. But I, I think when you're choosing a musical act, you got to go with the interests of the fans, not with the interests of the music industry. Exactly. I, I think there's some payola you know, behind the scenes here. So tell me, how did you oh, find sure. out? What was the what was your reaction when you found out that Nickelback had been chosen to play the halftime show? I mean, did you uh, backhand your woman, kick your dog in the stomach? What happened? Um, I mean, I, I originally found out on Reddit there was a link to an Oakland Press article saying that Nickelback was chosen for the halftime show, and I my jaw dropped when I saw it. I couldn't believe it. Turned to my roommate like, "Oh my God, you'll never guess who they chose for the Lions halftime show." Like what, Justin Bieber? No, Miley Cyrus? No, way worse. They're like, oh no, not Nickelback. Yeah, it's it's Nickelback. So why? And it it was just a very very disappointing night. But immediately I was like, man, you're like, I got to take action. Yeah, exactly. Like Detroit's got so much talent. Like why would they bring in Nickelback? Like, if you're going to bring something outside of Detroit, at least bring in something good. Exactly. So why do you despise Nickelback? Like, do you hate Canadians? No, I don't hate Canadians at all. I'm actually half Canadian. I actually have dual citizenship in Canada. Okay, so... Um, what the? I, I have no <laughs> hatred towards Canadians. Uh, I've been contacted by my cousins who live out in Canada, and they're very supportive of it. They... They don't think Nickelback shines too greatly on Canada. Yeah. I mean, they could have Rush or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many, there are lots of yeah, good bands much, in Canada. Much better Canadian band. Do you have a personal grudge against Nickelback? Did something happen while you're listening to Nickelback? What, why the, the, the antipathy towards that band in particular? I mean, it's just the nasally voice. The, they sound like they're constipated. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, they they should have been a one-hit wonder. Like, all their songs are just, they're the exact same song with the lyrics changed up a bit. Like, it's it's you, very, you know, very vanilla, very... They're a bar rock band. Bland. They're mediocre. When D used to work at the strip club, they were big amongst the strippers. This would be a popular song that they would strip, you know, dance around the pole to. Yeah. So maybe that, I, like, yeah. Recently, they were just named the number one musical turnoff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about, like, years ago, they had one hit that was really popular when I was a strip club DJ. It was like five or six years ago. But mm. now they're still around, which is unbelievable. And, yeah, and I, I guess in a recent poll, I don't know, like on maybe Match.com or something, they're, they're voted as the number one musical turnoff for couples. Which Note to self. Yeah, go I, I can see why. On profile. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, believe me. So you were upset about this. You found out that they were chosen to play the halftime show, even though it hasn't been officially announced yet. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it has been. They they've they've hinted that they're the band that they're going to pick. How what what made you start the online petition? I didn't even know you could do this. Like, how'd you do that? I was actually shocked that there hadn't been one started already. I mean, that's what I check first because I I don't want to uh, try and start something that somebody already else has. Um, I've actually noticed there have been a couple petitions that are the exact same as mine that have been started since. So the and, feeling's more than mutual then. A lot of people are upset about this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how many people have so far signed your online petition? Last I checked, it was somewhere between 41,000 and 42,000. God, that's amazing. The, the response has just been overwhelmingly positive. Like, a lot of people don't like Nickelback. I mean, they have a very loyal and dedicated fan base, and, you know, I wish them the best, but, I mean... It's funny. Um, it's putting you, you it politely. Can, you can listen to Nickelback on your own time. I mean, you don't need to force the rest of us to. Well, it, it's funny. You're kind of putting it politely by saying a lot of people don't like Nickelback, because I was reading some of the comments on your uh, your petition here. Here's one from a, a woman yeah, named... hilarious. Yeah, a woman named Eva Blankenship. She says... I'd rather drink bleach than listen to Nickelback and have them associated with Detroit. Um, here's a guy named Richard Meat. He says, Nickelback is to music what Hitler was to European Jews. End of story. <laughs> that might be a bit harsh. But uh, yeah, a lot of people really do not like Nickelback. So I wonder why they would choose this band. I mean, do you think they're kind of forcing people like, okay, well, we're not going to watch this halftime show. We're going to go drink beer, you know? Buy some more beer for I mean, like twelve bucks a it glass. It could be a ploy to get more concession and beer sales, but yeah, um, I, I really think it's the big music industry behind it. They they just want to sell more records, and I, I think I, I think it's more than a coincidence that they have a new album coming out. This is a good way to push that new album, and they're a huge band. I think there's some payola involved for sure. Yeah, but I mean, if it were a good band, like it would be completely fine to do the same thing. Yeah, but <laughs> you, ju- you since, just hate Nickelback. Since, since they're not, like, it's, it's a bit reason that I go up in arms about it. So, Can we start a petition to not have Nickelback have a new album? <laughs> um, there actually are petitions to ban Nickelback from radio stations altogether, to stop <laughs> playing music altogether. Um, they, they're somewhat popular, but they haven't gotten as much support as mine i think just having an actual event to tie it to sort of uh makes it feel more personal and like obviously you can't get them to stop making music altogether like would you be down though if 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 it came to where it's like you know hundreds of thousand people backed you and they're like okay well we'll stop making music would you be okay with that i'd be okay with that (laughs) um but i'd like to hear them stop playing the songs they already have on the radio yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, That's... how about this situation? What if the lead singer of Nickelback was like, I will arm wrestle you, and if I win, then we get to play the halftime show, or if you win, then we won't, we won't play it, and we won't release our new album. Would you be down? Um, man, they'd probably beat me in an arm wrestling competition, not going to lie. <laughs> I'm I'm not the strongest guy. Yeah, but you could choose. What I, you could I, choose I, I get by with my smarts. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to watch the movie over the top and uh, practice. I think that's what you need to do. So when are uh, we going to, when are we going to find out what the final decision is? And if, if this petition has any traction, do we know? Well, it's interesting that, uh, 
It's interesting you say that because uh, they said that it hasn't, they haven't been officially booked, but if there is a chance the band will be booked, then they won't be ousted. So what, what do you think of that, Dennis? Yeah, I heard once the NFL officially announces the decision, there's no going back. Um, but hopefully, hopefully I started the petition just in time because, I mean, there had been news organizations saying that they were going to be the pick. But since the NFL hadn't announced it yet, now that now that they know that there's fans against it, maybe maybe I got them just in time, and maybe now they're reconsidering. I well, know hope- Mayor Hawthorne; he's a local artist. He's from Ann Arbor. He's uh, started a campaign to be the replacement act, and Rolling Stone, the magazine, has backed them on it. Um, so they're starting a Twitter campaign. It's hashtag Mayor for Detroit, and it's it's been getting a lot of hits. Uh, I, I'm hoping that can succeed. I I'd, I'd much I'd rather admire Mayor he's Hawthorne, yeah, than uh, than Nickelback. But the, but the fact of the matter is, you know, Detroit has a rich musical history, and there's been so many good bands from Michigan. I mean, Stevie Wonder is you know, from Detroit. Aretha Franklin, The Supremes, Parliament Funkadelic, even Bob Seger. Um, but so so real quick here, Dennis, if like let's say they decide to you know ask you who they would who you would rather have perform at the halftime show. Um, let me throw out these bands here. Who would you rather have, Nickelback or Kid Rock? I'd rather have Kid Rock than Nickelback, no doubt. Okay. Nickelback or Uncle Cracker? Uncle Cracker. Okay. Nickelback Pretty, or Madonna? Any, anything with anything with Nickelback, I'm going to say the opposite. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. What about like this? this? This is too easy. Make this, make this a little more challenging for me. All right, how about I'd, this I'd one? I take Madonna over Nickelback, though I know she's slated for the Super Bowl now. So, uh, which brings um, up a point: Can we move on to a petition to get her out of the Super Bowl after this <laughs> debacle is over? Um, you know, maybe I I'm not quite as upset about that. Super Bowl is known for its terrible halftime shows. Detroit, we've we've had some decent ones lately, and John Fogarty. Uh, they actually Kid had Rock, Kid at Rock. Least he represents Detroit. Um, sure. Yeah, they've 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 had uh, in the past though. I mean, in the past, it, it, the Thanksgiving game has not been a, traditionally a platform for Motor City music. I mean, they had like Bon Jovi one year, Goo Goo Dolls. So I mean, it's it's not like uh, they're changing history here. But I agree with you. Nickelback is not a band that represents Detroit in any way. And nor should should people be forced to endure it for a whole halftime set on one of the biggest games of the year. So, um, I agree, Dennis. Where can we join up and find your online petition? Because I want to urge all the sick and wrong fans out there to uh, back this. Fuck Nickelback. Let's uh, let's sign Dennis's petition, and maybe maybe there's a chance that they won't they won't end up playing the uh, halftime show. So, where can we find your petition? The petition is on change.org. Um, if you just Google uh, Nickelback Detroit Lions, or you can even Google my name now and find it. So Google still doesn't autocorrect it, right? Yeah, I, th- um, I, think, I, I think you can actually do that. Any, if you just Google Nickelback in Detroit, there's plenty of online articles that all have links to it, or you can just go to the change.org website. And it's it's still pretty popular. It'll either be on the first or second page of it. And so you can just do you have to sign up for change.org or do you just like vote right there? Um, you vote right there, you just type in your name and that's it. And 
get to write down your reason for opposing it. So there's there's some good reasons out there. I suggest reading them when you sign it. There's they're hilarious. Come up with Absolutely something creative. Hilarious. Definitely. Well, well, Dennis. Good luck with the petition. I really do hope they give Nickelback the boot, and uh, we'll put a link up to it on our site so that all our sick Excellent. and wrong fans can support the cause. Thanks for being on the show, Dennis. All right, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate the support. All right, Anything take it easy. Nickel back out of Detroit. Hell yeah. All right, man. Talk to you Eat later. Green Bay. So I even, you know, I even wackily, I even urge the uh, fans that, that are in the UK that don't even give a shit about American football, just go, go there anyway. Just because you should just be in solidarity with us about the, our hatred for Nickelback. Everybody should oppose Nickelback at all times. But you know what? Uh, I fully back uh, Dennis's uh, petition here, and I, I wonder if what Nickelback thinks of it. You think they're like, fuck that guy. I can't believe this guy's harshing our buzz, man. (laughs) I don't know what Nickelback sounds like when they talk. Anyway, this is episode. I'm sure sure they get plenty of criticism, and I know that people hate them, right? I'm sure. While some groupies blowing him, he's fine with it. Yeah, I'm sure they get super hot chicks, but I bet you they get their fair share of hate mail. Yes. A lot of pictures of dudes' scrotums. Scrotes. Yeah. Send, Send your scrote to Nickelback. I think they'd appreciate that. So, uh, people, this is episode 302 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Um, quick recap of last week's show. We did two listener stories, which is what we're doing from now on. Episode 301. Uh, the first story was about a Renaissance Night dad who gave his daughter a medieval spanking. Um, second story is about a Monopoly cheater who was stabbed by a grandma. Um, you know, actually, it was really close. I was really surprised. But the, uh, the story that ended up winning was the first one, the Renaissance Night dad. So, congratulations there. Submitter number one, you won episode 301. I just think that that's because, you know, more people are familiar with the Renaissance and medieval times and knights than they are with Monopoly. Like, do they have Monopoly in England or Australia or do they call it something wacky? I bet you in Australia they probably call it something wacky. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. But, you know, I I think they do. I think Monopoly is like an international. Is it universal? Okay. I, all right. I retract my game. I retract my protestation. So people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes, and winner gets a sick and wrong care package. People, you can send your sick and wrong stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or via Twitter, and we'll do them on the show. And if you win, make sure you send me an email at sickandwrongpodcast.com and claim your prize. Wacker, we got a couple good stories here for episode 302. Before we get to that, Here's a word from Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Wackerly, why don't you kick off episode 302 with the uh, first listener story? All right. This story was sent in by a friend of the show. Her name is Katie. Katie. She says, hey, Lance, I have a good story. Let me know if it's good enough for your show. This, this sounds she's like a, a big fan. Is this, this sounds like a, is this like a love interest? Do you know this girl? I know her. Oh, okay, she's adorable. 
I wouldn't say I'm in love with her. <laughs> no, wait, do you, you know what? When you say when you say a girl's adorable, she's either young or fat. Is she either one? No, no. Okay, so she's, she's age appropriate and weight appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not in love with her. Okay. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> um, this is a pretty crazy story, though. I'm sure. And actually, not... somebody else sent it in after this one on my Facebook page. But uh, since I know Katie, I'm gonna give it, give it up for her. Yeah. Uh, this happened in Russia, Mother Russia. A guy named Anatoly Moskvina. Um, he's kind of a know-it-all. Uh, and you know how I hate know-it-alls. <laughs> he's described by his neighbors as a quote-unquote genius. Uh, and was said to speak 13 languages and have a vast knowledge of history. Did uh, did you consider Steve Jobs to be a know-it-all? Yes. <laughs> you knew everything about iPods. <laughs> oh, you invented the iPod. You're so great. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how bummed were you when uh, when news of, when you read the news of his passing? Um, One. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody knew it's he was a party at Waggerly's house. I, I don't I don't loathe Steve Jobs or anything. If that's true. I mean I don't think I think he I do think he actively kept us from being you know in the hot hits of podcasting on on iTunes. But. I always held that against him. But in terms of uh, you know the the computers that he man his company manufactures, I've always been a big fan. But yes. he is a know it all. He is a know it all. He was a know it all. And I don't like his fashion sense. I mean, come on, you don't like black. You're not a beatnik, dude. And I love how nerds started copying, like emulating that fashion sense. You see that when he died, they're like started putting out Steve Jobs signature cardigans, or right? Turtlenecks, Turtle or whatever. The, the it was just turtleneck. like, come on, dude, really? Tucked in, and don't don't why why do people still tuck in, you know, non dress shirts in this day into and age? jeans? I still never can understand that. Oh, my god, it makes me so mad. Anyway. I mean, it's just, there's no excuse for it. Is there any excuse to ever tuck in a non-dress shirt? Like, you're not wearing a suit, and you've got your shirt tucked in. Well, don't get me started on the sports coat and jeans thing. You know, I don't even want to go there. And I uh -huh. hate when I see dress shirts tucked in jeans. But yeah, like, why would you tuck in anything but a dress shirt? A dress shirt's made to be tucked in. And Steve Jobs is supposed to be this sort of design guru, right? So he's, he should fucking know better. You know what? He knows he knows a lot about many things or he knew a lot about many things except for fashion. He knew about iPods, that was yeah. for sure. Yep. iPod players. And how to block porn. If he wasn't around, there probably wouldn't be an iPod player. I know. And then where would we be? <laughs> I'm sure tons of nerds are gonna write in. Well, actually I had an iRiver MP three player before the first iPod ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> Hi <laughs> River. Uh but this guy was a history know it all. I, I can I can deal with a tech know it all, but I fucking hate history know it alls. You know, history you're just bugs. like Man, the Nazis killed all Jews. Actually <laughs> it was the Austrian Nazis and not the German Nazis who did that. And the Russian communists killed more people by far than blah blah. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, those people are the worst. I think I think you you can definitely recall that one history major that was a mutual friend of ours back in college. 
Oh, wow. We're thinking about the same person. It's amazing. Yeah, it took like every <laughs> ounce of restraint of my being not to like smash my bottle of Mickey's on his head. Because you, you'd bring up something. It's just like, whatever, dude. I've read this. And then it's just like, no, 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 no. This is what really happened. I'm getting a degree in European history. It's just like, God, why do you even need that? What a pointless degree. Yes. God, I hated this guy. Um, that's who I'm picturing in my head as this, I'm sure he looks nothing like this actually guy, but that's and he I'm was ginger, him. which made yes. it all worse. Um, well, this guy also spoke 13 languages, which also bothers me. Jesus, like, come 13. On, okay. Maybe he is stop, a bit of a genius. Three or, st- stop at three or four. Yeah. But you gotta be a smart guy to speak 13 languages. Sure. But I'm sure he's like counting Spanish and Portuguese. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Once you get one, it's pretty easy to get the other one. No, you can't count those as two separate languages. Does pig Latin count? Yes. Okay. So I'm at two. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, so he's kind of a know-it-all. He speaks 13 languages. But, D, how many corpses have you dug up and dressed up in costumes and put in your apartment? Wow. Now there's a genius that I've never heard of that type of genius. This guy had 26. <laughs> so he's they, he's described as a Russian grave robber. He lived with 26 female bodies that he dressed up as dolls and teddy bears. Uh he dug up cor- he didn't now he didn't murder these women, right? He's not like Leatherface or Ed Gein where he murders people and sort of keeps their skin around. Like he just went to the graveyard and uh, dug up these women. It says all aged between 15 and 26. I assume they mean that's when they died. Because some of these some of these are described as skeletons. So these aren't fresh corpses. They're just corpses of women. Yeah. I mean, some maybe some of them are fresh. But it, it, actually, I think mostly they're not fresh. Because he, the article goes on to say he was said to have carried the dried up remains of at least 26 women. <laughs> and they and they point out dried up. So he's not going for like the fresh, still decomposing. Maybe you could still like work your junk into the into the vag hole. Okay, so I mean, these he, are like these are sort of like mummified women. Yeah, like the mummified remains of deceased women. So he dressed them up as as what in dresses and bride outfits or like wedding dresses. It says dolls and teddy bears. So how, <clears throat> what did the teddy bear outfit look like? I have no idea. There's no photo, but I assume it's fucking frightening. Yeah, I can imagine mummy in a teddy bear outfit. Like, yeah, imagine, you know, turning on the light in the middle of the night to go take a leak, and that's like sitting in the chair in the corner of your bedroom. A mummified, 100-year-old corpse of a 15-year-old woman with, like, teddy barriers on. I'm just picturing just... Ann Coulter with, like, uh, two little teddy barriers. That's pretty much yeah, probably what they all look like. You might want to like Google up her past Halloween costumes that she's had photographed, and that's probably is what it looks like. So he's having a little party here. Yeah, the only reason that they f- he lives in a city two two hundred miles east of Moscow called Nizhny Novgorod, and uh, the only reason anybody found out about this was that his parents dropped in for a surprise visit, which everybody hates. <laughs> like, oh hey, I was about to have a massive beat off session, but now you're here. You know what's funny about this is I'm sure his parents were always just like, you know, young Anatoly is such a weird guy. We just want him to find a wife and, you know, mm. get married and have kids. He's so intelligent. He has so much to offer. Well, let's just go see. Let's just go pop in and just say hi. And then they show And then it's just like, oh, my God, he's even weirder than we thought. 
I want to know what he did with all the corpses when it was an uh, when he, there was an announced visit. <laughs> did he have like a giant walk-in closet that he would stuff them <laughs> just all in? piled full of like? I, I, it's, it almost reminds me of that real doll documentary. Yeah, but these are or, mummified uh, dolls. Or that vampire movie, The Hunger. Remember yeah, that? yeah, within... where the one vampire actually doesn't age, but then the her like man boy lovers do age but they age really slowly and once they get old she like shoves them all in the in the attic or something like that that's what it reminds me of yeah he said to have visited more than 750 cemeteries because before he started collecting bodies he was just a creep anyways (laughs) like he would just like hang out around the cemetery all the time so he'd visited like 750 cemeteries he would sometimes sleep on the bench (laughs) in the cemetery but it's not clear when he actually began just like taking home the souvenirs so I got a question here. It's, on, it's sort of on the point. What did he okay. do for a living? He's a genius, okay? Was he like a computer guy? Like, did he, did he actually have a job, or was he such a genius that he couldn't have a job? I suspect that's the case. It doesn't. It, they don't point out any uh, job occupation. I, I'm assuming he's one of those dudes who's like completely has zero social skills. Well, obviously, come on. I think this is the Russian form of Asperger's syndrome. It should be called Rustburgers. Right. Like, or in Japan, you know, like, like young men who can't get jobs. Uh, they like have pillows that they fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's where all weird Japanese fetishes come from. That's what that, um, uh, well, it's the thing with the, when they shove the octopus in the pussy, that's from guys that aren't able to get married because they don't have money. This is the Russian version of that. You just have, you know, like like you said, I don't even think he's fucking these things. He's just dressing them up and hanging around them. He's I'm just sure he's having jacking like, off. Well, but it sounds to me that he wanted to have like some kind of social gathering of a sort. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's probably not invited to many, you know, 21 year old birthday parties, many. bachelor parties. He probably doesn't have many <laughs> one friends. Or two a, one or two a year, but you know, that's that's not enough. To, to I'm sure he probably hasn't interest. attended a bar mitzvah. In like 10 years. <laughs> so it's like, you know, this is a good way for him just to, you know, have a social outlet. Just bring a bunch yeah. of mummies in there, serve some vodka up, party. Yeah, you'd think he could dig up some men, though. I mean, there are 26 women at his at his creepy corpse <laughs> dress-up party. <laughs> and one dude, him. I mean, come on. I mean, he, he, that's a little greedy, right? Yeah, it does, it does sound like, um, it almost sounds like he's having a mummy orgy. Yeah, well, that's not even even an, that's not even a great orgy. <laughs> it's all women. It's like a bunga bunga party that that uh, Prime Minister Berlusconi does. Yeah, this, it, it sounds like a Berlusconi party, but with just mummified women. Yeah, because I mean, you always say like you don't want to go to a party where there's like twelve dudes and one girl, although it seems to happen all the time. Sausage fest. But you don't really want to go to a party with twenty six women and you're the only guy either, because. You know, the whole conversation is going to veer towards, I don't know, like lactating and, and watching Sex in the City and shoes. Yeah, yeah you know? I think the clam to ham ratio of a party like that is a bit skewed. You need a what's couple the, more. You need a little bit more ham. Not too much ham. What's the ideal clam to ham ratio? I would, I would say, say like three to two. Yeah, three to two. Maybe four, maybe yeah. four to two. Sure. Three to two, four to two, but not twenty six to one. No, that that, that that basically means you're the gay bestie. You're the gay best friend. Yeah, if you're at a party you're, you're like the that. You're the gay there. Yeah. yeah, it's like being at a bridal party. And, and this party. would be even worse because they're going to be talking about like not just shoes, but they're going to be talking about like shoes from the eighteen hundreds and corsets and shit that you have really have no idea about. 
Yeah, I, I imagine like he probably can't even relate. First of all, he he probably couldn't relate to their conversation in the earthly realm. But the fact that mm-hmm. these women have been dead for a period of years, he probably can't even relate to that. So he's just sitting there, you know, not having any conversation with anyone. I think this backfired yeah. on him. Powdered wigs and shit. Like, who knows? Yeah, you know, it doesn't make some sense. I give this guy five creepy stars because that's that's pretty much as creepy as you can get. Did did they tell the parents' reaction? No, sadly they didn't. I mean, they that that would be really great to get. Like, so so what do you think of this creature that you produce? Like, really good good job parenting and upbringing there. Yeah, it would be at that point. It's just like you're disowned. Okay, <laughs> you know we were planning on doing it earlier because you've never been laid and you did horrible things to the dog. But now with this, that's the last straw. Right, you're done. So the creepiness factor here, sick and wrong. Can't get more much more sick and wrong than a party with 26 mummified women that you've dug up and carried to your house i imagine the smell must have just been sick and wrong enough i'm giving this five stars yeah it's not sanitary at all no no definitely not Um, so the second listener story here for episode 302 came in from Lori. Actually, this, this story was quite a popular one this week, um, but Lori was the first person to send it in. She said, you're going to get this article sent to you a lot in the next few days, I'm sure. In fact, you'll probably get a full inbox from it, uh, of it. But um, hopefully I'm first. Um, I bring you couple kill horse and take photos posing naked inside of it. And then they posted the photos on the internet. Yeah, that yes. was pretty stupid. Love and hoss hearts. Lori. I, I do like the way she used the term hoss. 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 Like horse? Yeah, but it reminds me of Bonanza. Remember that show? <clears throat> yes, I do remember Bonanza. And hoss. the restaurant I've been to also. Yeah, yeah. It's a damn fine restaurant. Um, Did you see the pictures that she's referring to here? Yeah. I found them strangely arousing. <laughs> you know, it was funny, too, because I was like, I was perusing the random picture thread on the Sick and Wrong forum. And that's where I saw these pictures first before I even knew about the story. And I was like, God, that, that blonde chick is super hot. Like, there's one it, shot of her from behind. Like, you just see, like, the perfect ass. Yes, it was covered in horse blood. But still. I, thought, I thought it was fake at the fir- at first blush, too. You know, like like fake horse guts or something. Well, where where would where, where you think they built like a like a wax model of a horse? I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> why would a naked my brain would not process a hot naked chick being inside a horse's carcass? Okay. Yeah, you know, I kind of don't at judge first, me. At first, I was kind of like, why is she covered in blood? But then I was like, does it really matter? I could still jack off to this. She's super hot. Her ass looks great. She has you know w- wonderful breasts. Would you get in there with her? That's no. the ultimate question. No, I, I wouldn't be. That's able a to good do thought that. experiment. Yeah, like, would you get into the horse if you got to shagger? Would you get into the horse with her? Not but you had her. to shagger it, in the horse. What if it was? What if it was Megan Fox beckoning you <sighs> in just the wide open vagina into a horse carcass? Like, come take me inside this horse carcass. Would you do it? Okay, would I have to like be fully enveloped within the horse? Or could Does I have it matter? <laughs> could I have my head sticking out? <laughs> you could have your. You could have a snorkel on if you want. I think I would have a difficult time maintaining an erection inside of a horse carcass. Maybe it's just. I me. would not at all. <laughs> For it the wouldn't record. really bother me. It wouldn't really bother me. 
if they if they'd like if they'd accidentally punctured the horse's you know GI tract, then that's a different story. Because now you've got like awful, like all, and it just smells. Well, I would be worried about puncturing the GI tract if I was inside of there with your needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be worried? I would keep my toenails clipped, and I would I would go for it. I would just I'd be right in there. I just said uh, it was like the if smell, it was like, the guts. Know, it's disgusting. Even though Rachel Weiss in there or something like that. I gotta say though, the the chick covered in the horse guts, I did find kind of arousing. I don't know if this is a new fetish I'm gonna have from now on, but um, right. yeah, I was a little worried about that. I was just like, God, I should not be turned on by this. But she was hot. People, you can just go to the sick and wrong forum, get on random picture thread, and it's one of the. I think it's probably the current page, and someone posted it recently. Be close, yeah. So here's a story. This happened in Oregon. You know, it makes perfect sense that something like this happened. Oregon's a weird state. The whole Pacific Northwest. I, I lump Oregon and and Washington all together. Yeah, wa- remember Washington's the bestiality state. Oregon and Washington should just be one big Washington. Yeah. You know, Washington. it's it, it's weird up there. I've been there a couple times, and I just find it odd. So after caring for a 32-year-old horse that was in declining health, a woman identified by police as Joshua Lawton and her boyfriend, John Frost, I don't think there's any relation to Robert Frost, but um, we okay. don't know. You never know. Uh, they put it down with a single gunshot from a large caliber rifle. I didn't even know horses lived that long. 32 years. That's an old ass horse, I would think. Yeah, that's a long time. But it's interesting. And have, you ever look, have you ever looked at them? They're just, they're just ridiculous creatures. It's big, enormous body and head, and then these tiny spindly legs. And especially when they on. get older, like their 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 haunches come through, like poke through their right. skin, and they're like, they're, <laughs> their their spine is all curved. But you know what's yeah. interesting to me with this is okay, so they obviously cared for this horse for a long time. I mean, I don't know how long they had it, but they were caring for the horse and declining health. These are compassionate people. And then they realized, you know what? We can't let this horse suffer. And they yes. killed it with a single gunshot wound. And so I was thinking, you know, these people are actually are right. You know, I'm going to give this to them. They, you know, they, they, they're compassionate. They care for animals. But then what they did next is what has sparked extreme emotional reactions and even death threats from people around the country. Once the couple shot the horse, they gutted it. And then 21-year-old Joshua Lawton took off her clothing, climbed inside the horse carcass, and took photos. They posted the photos online, and then afterwards they were met with an avalanche of criticism that led to a police investigation for animal cruelty. Where did they post it online? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know where those, po- those pictures were posted first. I-, I wonder if they're posted to Facebook? Yeah, or if it was like... I don't know. You know, hey, friends, look I mean, what I did. <laughs> yeah, it's like, would this be like a Twitter thing? It's just, I guess, or Foursquare. I'm inside the horse carcass. And I claim emperor of the horse carcass. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. it's like it's disgusting. Oh, I've been I've been dethroned by this naked chick. I used to be the <laughs> mayor of horse gut. As well as, fo- as photos of the uh, the woman inside the horse's body, there are many others, one of which appears to depict the couple posing with the animal's heart, just holding the heart in their hands covered in blood. Yeah, yeah. Paul Drogo. Yeah, and very similar. Uh, the couple's explanation for the photos, and uh, later eating the animal, and this is what's interesting. It's like this, so obviously, you know, they, they sparked a lot of criticism on the internet. Uh, this sparked an investigation. This led to a police investigation. And if you think about, it, okay, let's say you post all these pictures, you did something as 
atrocious as this, what would you say? You know, you killed the animal, you posed naked inside of it, and then ate the animal. What what would be your excuse? What would be my excuse? Like, why? how, how would you justify doing this? <laughs> so I have to put myself in a position where I've already done it. You've done it. Now, now, you're, now to... you have to justify, possibly in court, why, why you oh. did this. Um, I would go for the bullshit sort of Native American New Agey defense, that's which I what, believe is what they did, right? That's what they did. I mean, Yeah, I, that's what you got to do. I think I would have gone for the... Uh, I mean, there, there's so many different things. You could say, well, well, we're Satanists. We're doing this for the ritual. Yeah. You, right. know, you could say, um, I've always wondered what horse cock tastes like. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a few different things. You could say, I think the best thing to say, and this would probably would have just gotten them off, and, you know, if the cops would have been like, yeah, you know, I was wondering this too. I would like to recreate the Tauntaun scene from Empire Strikes Back. Or, or don't even say you're recreating it. Just saying, like, oh, we were freezing and we had to get inside there for <laughs> And then we took some photos while we were doing it because it was so crazy. But it really was cold, officer. Yeah, I or mean, judge we... Or whatever. And our clothes just happened to slip off. I didn't know. You know, it was just like, all of a sudden, we're naked and we're inside the horse. Next thing you know, i got to lay off some of the mad dog. Yeah. But, but what, what they ended We'd up saying... We started out by the night by taking a lot of mushrooms, okay? <laughs> You know, and that's the thing with with up in Oregon and Washington. They just eat mushrooms right out in the open. It's like you don't have to go to some shady hippie guy and get them. No. Well, actually, the shady hippie guys probably do get them, but they, they do. They grow mushrooms out in the open. I've heard of so many different people that live up in Oregon say, You just yeah, find them in the forest, Just right? go and find them in the forest. So that's why yeah. I bet you these hippies were crazed hippies on mushrooms, got to the horse, and got in there naked. But so they went with your new agey excuse here. The pair wanted to feel one with the horse and nature. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Detectives ended up ruling that no charges would be filed against the pair since nothing they did is technically illegal in the state of Oregon. The fact that this <laughs> is woman... anything technically illegal in the state of Oregon? Technically, you can murder somebody here and get away with it. <laughs> oh, okay, great. You haven't got around to writing that, writing that law up yet. Well, the fact that this woman crawled on the horse between killing and eating does not constitute a crime, uh-huh. says the uh, sheriff, uh, uh, Dave Thompson, here. If they'd killed the horse just for the purpose of taking photographs, then we'd have a case for animal cruelty. Which they clearly didn't. It was an old-ass horse. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they did. they murdered the horse just to take some shocking photos. I'm surprised, too. It's like, you know, looking at it, they didn't, like, get all satanic and metal and evil. Like, they really were just perverted. Yeah. I mean, they, they were covered in blood and just kind of inside the horse. But I, I think... <laughs> There's that, only pictures of her being in the horse, right? I think they both were, I thought. Oh, was there a photo of both of them in there? Yeah, I think they both were in the horse. It's like, this is like dead horse porn. I would um, I would cut the legs off and put like my head in there, and then the other person would be the the ass end, and then like walk around like you're just really pretend a horse. to be a horse. Right? <laughs> would you have someone following behind you with two coconuts? Of course. Yeah, you need that. Just to, yeah, you need that. Yeah, make it more credible. Um, there are no strict U.S. laws against desecration, or there are strict U.S. laws against desecration of human bodies. But oh, yes. actions with animal bodies have little to no regulation throughout the continental U.S. Which Interesting. I, that kind of surprises me. So that, that leads me to think that I could go and murder your cocker spaniel and then wipe, like, right, lick my balls and its guts and entrails all over your porch and I wouldn't get in trouble for that? 
Well, you'd get in trouble for murdering the Cocker Spaniel. If you happen to okay. find a dead Cocker Spaniel on the side of the road, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> okay, let's say your Cocker Spaniel, you know, died. I was looking after it. It died, and I ended up like yes. gutting it, and then and then um, you know running lick my balls in its guts on your on your porch. Right. There's no crime against that then. I don't know. You're telling me that it says nowhere in the country are there laws against desecrating corpse of an animal. It says actions oh, with animal bodies have little to no regulation. So I imagine serial killers, young serial killers who haven't actually graduated to human bodies yet, are probably stoked. Yeah. You know, along with uh, junior Satanists. Just go out looking for roadkill. Roadkill. And uh, just do your, horrible things with it. Practice your trade. Yeah, yeah, you might as well. Yep. So on the sick and wrong star scale, think about this. This is kind of a difficult one to score here. The horse was in declining health. Probably wasn't going to live much longer. It probably was in severe pain. So they put the horse out of the misery. And it, had they just stopped there, killed it, maybe chopped it up, maybe ate it. I mean, even though, though that's kind of gross, they just ate it. I would is have been it? like... I've heard, I've heard good things about horse meat. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me as a vegetarian, yeah, I find it disgusting. It's repulsive. Uh, but then again, yes. is it worse than uh, eating a dog? I think it is. You think eating a horse I, is worse than eating a dog? There's something I would not eat a dog or a cat for some reason. I don't know why. I don't have some fucking logical fucking proof for why it's bad. I just – I would eat anything but a dog or a cat. Okay, so eating a horse – is better than eating Fine. a dog or cat. Yes, that's what you're saying. And yeah. I don't, I don't have any explanation for it, but it just is. So, so, they, so, in your opinion, the fact that they put this this old horse out of its misery and then ate it, it doesn't make it very sick and wrong. But then no. they go one step beyond. They <laughs> habitually, they just step beyond that line of decency. Right. Yeah. Pose naked inside the horse and post these pictures online. I'm going to have to give this. I mean, four and a half stars because of that. They didn't murder the animal to do this. They weren't no. Satanists doing this for some kind of thrill. Well, so they say. So Maybe they, say. they are. Possibly. I mean, I, I guess it, it hasn't been proven yet. I'm going to give this 4.5. Doesn't she have a big smile on her face in one of the, in the photos while she's in the guts? And while they're holding up the uh, heart, yeah. They were enjoying the... Uh, the That's a little weird. The playtime inside the horse carcass. If it's supposed to be some solemn, you know, uh, one with nature tradition, should you really be like busting it? Well, that's a poor choice of words. Well, I'm sure but the Native smiling, Americans had some like fun. It's, it's, yeah, really. Gutting the buffaloes. <laughs> running around with their skins on the back and their little horns. Yeah, that's true. They were all on mushrooms also. Yeah. And they're like, uh, they're, mu they're peyote tea. I am giving it a four. Four. Ooh. Four stars for Mr. Ed there. What was Have you ever name, eaten horse wackerly? No, but, but I you, would. But you would. Yeah. So if you went, okay, if you went over to someone's house and they had ostrich burgers and horse patties, you'd be like, all that. Yeah. you'd do the horse patty? Both. Okay. I would eat two. I'm a pig, <laughs> especially when it comes to a, a backyard grill out barbecue type thing. Well, people, you can decide who won episode 302. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. <laughs> we got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, 
AdamandEve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got quite a few phone calls here this week to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. People can call us at 206-666-3846. Uh, the first call here is from a guy who is actually doing you a favor, Wackerly. He's telling you how to score or how to tell whether or not a mom is single on Halloween. Well, maybe next year it will come in handy. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Chuck, the 40-year-old drywaller from Salt Lake City, Utah. Can you pause it, please? I don't know if I checked all the... Can you pause it, please? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, when you told me that a guy was going to tell me how to tell if a trick-or-treater mom was single or not i was like whatever it's gonna be some 18 year old kid like blowing smoke at my ass something that he thinks is funny like oh it's because they have a blah 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 (laughs) but i really believe this drywaller guy has like thought about this before i even talked about it and he really does know believe me now i'm actually interested you should be listening to this with rapt attention because this guy knows what he's talking about He's, now he's, I'm taking notes. Okay, take now notes. I've got the piece of paper out and the pen is clicked. <laughs> okay, here we go. Boxes there, but Lance, you wanted to know how do you know if the woman with the kids is single? Well, if my life has any experience, it's because she's standing there with her fucking kids. Because when my wife refuses to go out with the kids, I gotta go out with the kids. In fact, my friends that come over with their kids. Their wives make them go out with the kids, and all the wives can chill at the house with a bottle of wine and scare the fuck out of the little kids. So I'd say any woman that's standing at your doorstep, fair game. <laughs> so uh, there you go there, Wacker. I guess um, what he's saying is uh, if you're married, the mom makes the dad go out with the kids. Right. So if there's a it mom going out with sense. the kids. I mean, I was going to take notes, but basically the note is just, if there's a woman at the door <laughs> with the kid, then she's fair game. So that I think I could just remember that. I don't have to write it down. So why do you think that is, that they send the dad out with the kids rather than go themselves? I just think it's the age-old lesson of, you know, I have the pussy, so I make the rules type of thing going on, right? It, you know, I I bet you that's probably I bet you that's probably it. But I think it's you know what I think it is too. It's like women have to spend you know the whole day at home with the kid and you know cleaning its nappy and feeding it and doing all those maternal things. Sure. Whereas this is one, you know, you come home from work, it's dusk. It's like uh you know uh, it, this is the one paternal duty. Just go walk around with your kid and let him go trick-or-treating that you can do. Yeah. You can smoke at least, right? Because you're outside. And you can probably drink a beer, but put Maybe it get in a, like cigar a brown going. bag. 
Yeah, but I but I, I I constantly have to battle this idea. I feel like I mean I, I should start a petition. This whole <laughs> I've had to watch the kid all day, and like you you know you've been at work. Yeah, I've been at work fucking lifting giant pieces of drywall and nailing them into place, and then spackling and painting over the fucking cr- like I'm not out there like fucking at the bar having a good time. I'm fucking working for a paycheck. And providing for the family. It's just like, right. you know, after a, a work day like that, an arduous work day like that, he should be at home drinking a beer, watching TV. She should be yeah. out fucking, you know, losing a couple pounds on that fat ass too, walking the kids Seriously. around. <laughs> like, oh, you had to vacuum and then you guys sat on the couch and watched SpongeBob with the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really feel for you. Exactly, but so there you go. If 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 the woman does not have if there if there's not a man with kids on your doorstep and there's a woman, she's probably single. So uh, thank you. Which is that? So that's a piece of advice to me as a single man who's handing out candy, which is really just creepy when you think about it. <laughs> and who, who the hell am I trying to like pick up at my door? But it's also a piece of advice because there are those kind of like deadbeat, not deadbeat dads in that they're divorced and like don't pay their child support, but just like the dad who's like, I don't get, I'm playing Xbox, I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, really? You want your wife to go walk around with your kid on Halloween and all these single men open the door and handing out candy and checking out your wife and her sexy nurse outfit? Yeah, they should be more of a participant in your family life. Maybe, they, maybe exactly. There's probably something to consider there. All right, the uh, second call here is actually quite a quite an interesting one. Um, let's check it out. Hey, sick and wrong. It's Noah. Um, all the way down in Texas. I got a new sick and wrong bit you can do called like, "Am I a pedophile?" Because you know there, there shouldn't be that much of a question. I don't think you need to call, <laughs> you know, professional pond crafters. And ask them that question. I think you should be able to, to, to have the moral compass to determine that yourself. Are you, are you rejecting this as a bit or not? Well, I'm just saying it's, it's kind of a, non, a non-bit. It's, it's, it's sort of matter, you know, it's sort of self-explanatory. You should be able to be like, okay, this kid is eight and I have my dick in it. I'm a pedophile, <laughs> you know? No, that would be I, a pedo, we, that would be a pederast. Okay, this. all right. He's jerking off to a picture of an eight-year-old. That's a pedophile, you know. I, what, if I think a, what if it's an eighteen-year-old who looks fourteen? No, well, she's eighteen. But I'm just saying that there's a. I don't think there's as much of a gray area with this one. But who knows? Let's let's see what he has let's to say. Give it a chance. Let's see what he has to say. All right, I'm open. I'm open to it. A good background story. I just moved down here, and there's this incredibly dysfunctional family where I'm just kind of using the mom. And uh, they're like, it's like six kids, three different dads. They're all long gone. Uh, you got mom's a nurse at a prison. <laughs> and she's like, if she's not drunk, she's hopped up on Xanax kind of deal. <laughs> and then you got like the oldest kids not allowed like near the daughters because he molested. I take it he's not the social worker. I, I, I no, I know. think he's, he's the boyfriend of the mom. Well, he's using the mom, just adding to the wow. dysfunction. <laughs> She's like, he's just using her spam purse for <laughs> frictional purposes. <laughs> I get it. Done I at understand. one point, and he's at a boarding school. And then you got like the other kid just prints up porn off his mom's printer and doesn't remember to take it all. 
That's and that's uh, yeah, weird. And he just leaves it all over the counter. And mom's so tired she doesn't care. And then you get a uh, crazy daughter running around, the youngest running around the neighborhood, just kind of causing problems. And then like the cop will show him, "Look, is this your kid?" Kind of deal. <laughs> well, anyways. I go over, and I was going to go out drinking with the mom later, and uh, I'm waiting, and I guess she... I like how he's not scared off by any of this, you know, dysfunctional, any of the dysfunction of this family. Like, he's just like... Also that he has no sense of, like, you know what, I'm going to straighten some of these kids out. (laughs) He's purely an observer of the train wreck. I actually think he kind of enjoys observing the train wreck. I almost want to say he's probably a contributor. Maybe. I don't know. He had overtime or something, and I fell asleep watching Jersey Shore Marathon. And uh, I basically look like one of those people on Jersey Shore, except for I'm actually attractive. (laughs) I mean, I'm a model. And um, so I'm... Okay, wait. Hold on a second. (laughs) He was just saying... He looks like one of the guys from Jersey Shore, and he's a male model. He did say he was a male model. I thought I misheard him. No, he said, I'm a male model. Yet, he's banging a nurse with a dysfunctional family with six kids and uh, three deadbeat dads in Texas. I'm, what do you model for? I'd just like to know that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Is it you know, the local trailer park magazine? An easy rider? Like, what, what are you bottling for here? <laughs> I think this woman might be hot. If you're, you're you're implying that maybe this is some lower echelon of like weird South Texas shit going on, I don't. I don't... I, I'm just saying my white trash alarm is going off here. I'm, I don't know. It might just be me, but this sounds a bit white trashy. I you know, mean, maybe... it could be Ashton Kutcher if you think about it. Yeah, but he's. Uh, so, I think so... we all agree he's a very attractive man. Well, I'm a little offended that he thinks the guys in Jersey Shore are unattractive. <laughs> okay. I just want to know where you're coming from there. <laughs> I think that's my issue here. All right, well, let's see what he has to say. I'm drinking, and I just pass out on the chair. Anyways, I wake up, and the 13-year-old daughter, I'm just wearing shorts. She's just grinding on me on the chair while her friend's like videotaping it with her camera, with her iPhone. I don't know why her friend is 13 and has an iPhone, but she's just uh, videotaping that, and I'm just like, get off of me, and I just threw her, but I was rock hard. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, you know, why was I so turned on? (laughs) Anyways, you tell me. So what do you think there, Waggerly? Is, uh, I this, believe the answer is yes. Is this Noah guy a pedophile? I believe the answer is yes. What, what, what are you basing that on? That he... I, I mean, it's not like... First of all, why, how do you not wake up when the 13-year-old's grinding on your leg? You know, Immediately. though... Immediately. I mean, he, he woke up and he found himself to be fully erect. <laughs> I mean, it's not. it's not... Like, she started grinding, and he woke up and was like, oh, what's going on, you know? Yeah, but that's not atypical. I, I think I've woken up, I wake up most mornings with a fucking boner. It right, sucks when I there, have to take that morning Is there a 13-year-old that's been grinding on your leg? No, no. But, I mean, I'm just saying, 
if there was no 13 year old, maybe there was a, maybe there was a dog, but, but, but I mean, if there was just nothing, you probably would have woke up with a boner anyway. But the fact that he was, <laughs> what's his dog business? No, I'm just <laughs> Do we saying need to start a segment. That's are you a bestiality file? Or no, let, let, I'm just saying it doesn't matter. It could be a cat, could be a dog, could be nothing, could be a pillow. It's like you're going to wake up with a boner. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think this guy threw the 13-year-old off of him. I was like, what are you doing? I think he kind of like let her go for a little while longer because he was enjoying it. And he even said he was turned on by it. Well, yeah. So what because does that lead you to believe? That he's a pedophile. I think he's a pedophile. You know, he needs to get that checked out. And, you know, furthermore, if you want to, like, if you want to still be your, this omniscient observer of this dysfunctional family, a great way to, to enhance the general dysfunction of the family is to, yeah, have sex with a 13-year-old. That's definitely that going to, them straight. Yeah, that's definitely going to create some more drama in that family. I want to see a photo of the mom. <laughs> I know he said uh you know he called back later and said that she was 33 and kind of hot. I I'm, I'm picturing her to be slutty hot. Yeah, of course. You know, kind of like um maybe a little Lindsay Lohan peppered with a little bit of Britney Murphy, that kind of thing. And don't forget the nurse's uniform. Yeah, nurse's uniform is always I wonder if he lets if he makes her I want you know actually I'd like to know is how did Mr. Male model here meet the nurse with the dysfunctional family and the six kids. He was probably getting his, getting his herpes checked out. <laughs> um, yeah. All, you know what? Seriously, though, all the nurses nowadays wear those shitty fucking scrubs, which is the worst thing in the universe. Yeah. They, they need to have the candy stripe nurse outfits. That's with what the they, mini skirt. They need to be reinstituted. Same yeah. with uh, They could also do a little dealing on these stewardess outfits, too. I know. Yeah, we, need, we need to, like, go back in time here. Anyway, um, people, give us a call, 206-666-3846. We always love to answer your, 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 the questions you're pondering. Um, we also got an email here, the sickwrongpodcast.com address. Um, this is interesting. What I like about this email is right off the bat, she gives the details. She goes, here's the required details. Profession, cleaner by night animal care student by day, and part-time alternative model on the weekends. I think Lance requested measurements in a recent podcast, so here they are. Bust is 36 inches, waist 27, hips 35. UK size 10, US size 8. <laughs> is that pretty much I uh, your, your, your uh, ideal woman? Yes, I'm into that. I would like to know the height, but I, I like it when girls give dress sizes. <laughs> You know, she said no, no fucking man has any idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but 36 inch bust, I can, I can get that. But yeah, dress. Oh, sizes. that I can understand. The yeah. hip size, good. You know, I'll throw a height measurement in there. But uh, the whole dress size, like size eight, huh? I don't, I don't know what that means at all. She did be, add a it couple. It could be huge. Pictures. It could be tiny. I have no idea. She did attach a couple of pictures, which I think I might have sent to you. Maybe not. I think they might be on oh, my yes. own personal hard drive and. Uh, for my own personal no, viewing here. They are, they are encrusted at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she writes, uh, I'm writing to you regarding episode 300. I'm concerned about this celebrity feature. We hear about celebrities all the time doing stupid things. What I like about Sick and Wrong are the shocking stories I could tell my friends. Please, please don't get rid of the horrible stories about random weirdos. Anyway, I'll still listen to you regardless because I love the show. 
She says, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor and plug my Facebook fan page by getting people to type Poppy Thorn into the search. It should come up with my page. She's in the finals for Bizarre Magazine's Ultra Vixen Contest. She says, if I win, I make it a subscriber's cover, so the more fans, the merrier. So there you go, people. Go to Facebook, type in Poppy, P-O-P-P-Y, Thorn, as a search, and uh, become a fan. So uh, she can win the Bizarre Magazine Ultra Vixen Contest. You know, Bizarre Magazine has a lot of hot chicks. On the, within the pages of that fine publication. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not, sorry. It's a, it's a good one. Anyway, she says, I also have a story for you. I went to see the band Prodigy at Milton Keynes Bowl last summer, and I saw a horrific sight. Not quite sure what Milton Keynes Bowl is, but it must be one of those like European or English festivals. They always seem to do festivals over there. Yeah, they like it. She says, basically, I was with my boyfriend and a few mates, and we were minding our own business, enjoying the bands. Boyfriend, fuck you! (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) She says, there are these women in their 40s looking a bit dog rough in front of us, trying to get away with wearing sexy air hostess outfits and failing miserably. That's my new term here. That girl's looking dog rough. I like that. Mm. That's my demographic. That's the girl. Those are the women I need to go for. Well, you know, uh, Wackley, you've bought home more than one woman in their 40s looking a bit dog rough. I call That's that. What I'm saying. Uh, she said, one of the women turns to me and says she's desperate for the toilet. So I point her in the direction of the porta loos. I like, I like the way they say it. Not porta potty. Porta loo. It just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds more like enticing. I get back to watching the bands and I hear a moan of disgust next to me. I look over, and the dirty bitch is having a piss in front of everyone on the ground. I move away a bit, but thought, okay, I'll just ignore it. But then people started shouting, calling her filthy slag, and then her friend comes over. I thought she was going to shield her with a jumper, which I think is like an overcoat or something. Isn't it like a a coat? It's a sweater. Sweater. Which it would be the right thing to do. Like if, you know, your friend's... You know, pissing or whatever. You put a, you know, you put your your sweater in front of her so no one could see. But I wouldn't want to get piss on my sweater, so I would not do but that. But she's just blocking the view with the sweater. Right. There's still an opportunity for splashback. Splashback. That's true. But no, she went over to her friend, still pissing on the floor, scooped up two handfuls of piss from underneath her, and threw it on the people, shouting. At this point, I grabbed my boyfriend, pushed him through the crowd away from her. But my awesome friend Becky stopped and managed to get a blurry snap of the horror show. Unfortunately, it's not the best, but I'll attach it for you to see. Um, and so, yeah, she, she sent a picture. And you can actually see the girl's hands cupping the urine underneath her. Which is funny to me, because this is exactly what I would... I don't know. I, I would believe would happen at an English festival. <laughs> I, I think it's bizarre. I don't know. I mean, did, does this surprise you? I, I never want to be in a situation where I'm cupping your piss for any purposes. <laughs> but, okay, in the U.S., I've seen, like, I've been to Motorhead shows, and I've seen women go at it, full fight, that kind of thing, which I'm sure happens in the U.K. too. But I've right. never, ever seen girls throwing urine or feces on each other. Somebody, their friend's urine, not even their own urine. Yeah, this is like their friend's urine. It's insane. This is like U.K. slags. 
She says, oh, and by the way, I think you said something about doubting many English people have seen the film The Warriors. I've seen it, and it's awesome. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Uh, Postscript, if you ever want a limey alt model on the show, I'd love to say hey sometime. I do like uh, limey alt models. So I'm, we'll, I'd like we'll... a limey alt model on my poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe you can get on uh, Wackerly's private show. <laughs> he might like that. So uh, thank you, Poppy Thorn. People go to Facebook, do a search for Poppy Thorn, and uh, yeah, help her win the Bizarre Magazine competition. Ride that rocket there, Poppy. Um, also, if you haven't joined the Sick and Wrong Forum, now's a good time. For the main reason is uh, I posted a picture of my taint on the Sick and Wrong Forum, so you can go there and see a picture of my taint. And uh, There's a thread called D's Taint, and someone else actually posted it. But also... Did you see the uh, the submit pics of your X thread? Uh, I have seen that one. Yeah, this has been around for a while. How do you feel about that? Like uh, websites called like yourexgirlfriend dot com. I think it's great. Would you ever do that though? Would no, you? I would never do it myself. It's funny because you know I think all guys, I think every guy has has naked pictures of their ex somewhere or the other. I think you probably nowadays have... that's probably true. But I think it takes a certain type of guy, maybe a certain type of relationship, to post naked pictures of that ex online. I've never, I've never just, I've never had that type of uh, hatred for any of my uh, previous relationships to like, you know, for any of the girls that I've had previous relationships with to embarrass them like that by posting them nude online. I've just, I've never felt like doing that. Well, the other thing is that. You know, you're you're jeopardizing the whole tradition, right? Like, if every guy starts post, like, you get naked pictures of your girlfriend, and then and then when it goes sour, then you post them on the internet. You know, women are are very quickly going to catch on, and nobody is ever going to get a naked sexed message ever again. So exactly. Cut that shit out. So that that's why, like, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? People shouldn't have websites like this because, yeah, you're ruining it for the rest of us. But who knows? I don't know. Anyway, if you want to see pictures of people's exes naked, <laughs> go to the Sick and Wrong Forum. Just com. click on Forum, become a member. Um, subscribe to the show on iTunes. We recently hit 1,000 ratings. I posted a pic of my taint. You can see wow. that on the forum. I think I actually Twittered it as well. I told you not to have your face in the photo, and you did anyway, so. What? Well, what's feel, wrong with I that? I had sunglasses on. It's still. You know what? You know what kind of bothered me is all these people that were just like, "That's not good enough. You cheated." (laughs) Like I, I think they wanted to see naked taint, but I never specified that I would show my naked taint. (laughs) It was it was all men too, right? That were like, "I really want to see D's cheese panel." You know, the only female response I saw was on Facebook, and it just said "barf." So, yeah, I think it was all men that were just like... You wanted like, to see less, not more. Yeah, I think it was all men that were just like, come on, you cheated. I want to see, yeah, like full taint. Like, they were really upset about it. But uh, Dear God. But my question is, what What's happens when we, these people? What happens when we hit 2,000, Wackerly? I think the onus is on you. Yes, the onus might be on me. I'll have to take a picture of my onus. <laughs> I think your time. onus <laughs> needs to be shown to the world. We'll see about that. I might have my onus removed by then. 
<laughs> People subscribe to the show on iTunes. It helps us out and uh, definitely uh, increases exposure here for Sick and Wrong. Um, also, the Sick and Wrong Quattro Tees. We only have a couple larges and extra larges left. Uh, you should order one right now so that you can wear it at your Thanksgiving dinner. Did you ever have to dress up for Thanksgiving when you were a kid? No. You never had to put on a sweater? You could just wear whatever you were wearing all day? Pretty much, I believe, unless I'm misremembering. But wouldn't it be cool to wear a Sick and Wrong Quattro tee and just, you know, you had to eat, you know, turkey with grandma and aunt, you know, Gertrude, and just Gertrude, be like, I, right. I got my Sick and Wrong Quattro tee. I got to feed Quattro some turkey. I think it would be great. I think um, I think it would be a good family, a familial bonding moment. Yeah, it would enliven the party for sure. Definitely. So go to cigaronpodcast.com, click on store, buy yourself an SW Quattro T. Oh, anchorly, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Jonathan. Jonathan says, in order to placate Wackerly and his craving for celebrity news, I'd like to pay news. homage to one of the greatest heavy metal bands ever. And D, if you ever get tired of digitizing BBW porn, uh, you should learn how to play an instru- instrument. Being a DJ is not the same as having musical talent. I agree with that. Uh, you could dry out as guitarist General Butt Naked for Guar. And so he sends a link to, uh, he says, Love and Herpes, Jonathan, 30 years of age, clinical psychologist, or clinical physiologist, my bad. He sends a link to uh, um, an article about Corey Smoot, who is the guitarist Flatus Maximus for Guar. Oh, uh, really? Did you read about this? He was found yeah. dead on Thursday. Drugs, I'm sure. I'm sure. The band is currently on tour, and Smoot's body was found as the band traveled from Minneapolis Edmonton, Ontario for its next show. I, you know, I'm surprised. I guess, I wonder what Guar's bus is like. Do you think they have a big tour bus like Metallica? Of course. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> do you think he'll be buried in all of his sort of gear? It'd have to be a huge coffin. I don't know. Yeah. Like a monster sarcophagus? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could see it like designed by H.R. Giger, like just cool looking thing. Yeah, that, that might work. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that uh, that any member of Guar would die. But if you think about it, in terms of bands, it's probably like if you lose a member of that band, it's a lot easier to replace that member than let's say if Keith Richards died in the Rolling Stones, because everybody would know Keith Richards died. But with Guar, you could just have another dude put on the Flatus Maximus outfit, and I don't think anyone would know the difference. Well, you know, his guitar stylings would be missing. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about guitar. The gar- guitar stylings of, I'm so sick of you. Yeah, maybe. Right. I don't know. Anyway, they are one of my favorite bands. And uh, I'd like to say rest in peace, Corey Smoot, Flatus Maximus. We're going to miss you. And in tribute, we're going to end the show here with the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, Fucking an Animal, from the album, from Guar's album, We Kill Everything. Uh-huh. People. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 303. Till then, take it sleazy.
my